Hey, what's up? My name is Matt Brown. Well, why are you pulling me? I'm Ray. And let's start the show. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Brown. What's up? This is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. Welcome to the show. New friends and old friends, current listeners and new listeners. I'm so happy that you tuned into the show today. Thank you so much for taking the time. Man, what's going on on this Thursday edition of the Productive Conversations podcast? January 7th is the day. Oh, we're going to have a nice party here. Just give yourselves a round of applause. Just because, whether you're listening to this in the car, at the gym, on the streets, walking with your best friends, with your significant others, with your family, just give yourselves a round of applause. You got here to this point, and we're so happy you made it. So, this show is going to be a really special one and a really awesome one. Julie Weiss is on the program this afternoon, evening, night. And all of the above. But yes, Julie Weiss is in the building today for the Productive Conversations podcast. Why is this show special? Because Julie is one of the most authentic and genuine people on planet Earth. And I genuinely mean that wholeheartedly. I met her in college. She really overcame so many obstacles and I'm so proud of what this awesome, bright young woman has done with herself and her life. She helps people who are down she helps people who need some confidence and she is one big success already and she's only going to go higher from here we had quite the diverse conversation where there was plenty of laughs things got real emotional and it was a very very special conversation it was real it was it, it was heartfelt it was so wholesome from talking about falling in love with fitness to mental health fitness and mental health the reason why you must have some self-love in your life and we talked about being able to overcome these issues i mean mental health is discussed in a very delicate and authentic way and i really appreciate julie's expertise and her knowledge on it and creating mental health awareness which very much has to be addressed And we talk about that in our conversation and we talk about a lot of other fun things from dancing to our favorite Nickelodeon shows to believing in aliens, Taylor Swift, uh, cringy middle school music and a lot of other fun stuff. But yeah, this conversation was, again, a real treat and a great experience for me. And I believe it was for Julie as well. But most importantly, the experience will be great for the listeners and audience of this podcast. You're number one, you're the prime focus, and you deserve a great show. And that's what's happening here on the Productive Conversations podcast today, tonight, and forever. My Productive Conversation with the amazing Julie Weiss will start right now. It's going to be an awesome ride. We're going to learn something. We're going to feel something. And most importantly, we're just going to have a good time with this. But yep, Here it is, Julie Weiss, it's your turn. Let's start this conversation. Let's start the show with the amazing and incredible Julie Weiss. Here she is. Hey, 
Words cannot describe how genuine, how sweet, and how awesome my guest is this evening. I have someone I've known from college, someone who's done so many inspiring things in the post-graduation world, and I was very, very happy to see that uh, she was uh, willing to come on, and I thank you for that. But seriously, guys, we have a great one in store. It's my guest. She doesn't need an introduction. She doesn't need an introduction, but she's still a wonderful person, and I'm so happy she's on. But everybody, here is Julie Weiss. What's going going on julie thank you for coming on the productive conversations <laughs> podcast hey matt thanks for having me oh it's an absolute pleasure my old co-worker from the sca even for the brief time i was there someone often saw oh on campus God. both mutual I can't friends you mentioned that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right oh don't can't forget those three letters uh, Oh, yeah. for the great Brad friend and other things. And um, it's uh, really great to see you. And thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, it's so nice to see you too. It's been a while. Yes, it has. So this is a great time to catch up, trying to figure out adulting things. And uh, I'd like to <laughs> hear about all the cool stuff you have been up to. But first things first, Julie, tell me, are you ready for 2020 to be over like I am? You know, as we are, as this is, we're recording in mid-December, but you're on the first week of 2021. So I guess first things first, tell me, what have you really learned and got out of 2020? And what do you want to do? And from what you learn, how are you going to apply that to have an awesome 2021? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I actually was thinking about this the other day because I'm someone who likes to reflect a lot. Of course. And I actually learned to fall in love with fitness, which is actually completely opposite of what you would think because the gyms were shut down. Yeah. For most of it. <laughs> Tell me about that's a great, a positive sense of irony. So in a time, so you're in Matt, you're in Massachusetts, right? You're in Boston area or you're in Boston? Yeah, I moved here about three years ago. Awesome, awesome. So I don't know. It's Well, it's pretty fair to say that gyms haven't been open that much in 2021. But ironically, you figured out how to still love, fall in love with fitness without a gym because we can still get in shape without the equipment. So right. tell me, Julie, why this year, the year that you really got into fitness? I think um... – I do a lot of like, personally, I just have these cycles and I always have like bad habits, like stress eating and all that. Yeah. I just wanted finally to do like take out all my stress and anxiety in a healthy way. And I think with COVID, it shut down everything. So you couldn't do anything except um, I was lucky enough to be staying at home in my like hometown, which is in, um, new London, Connecticut. Mm -hmm. And so I am lucky enough to run and have space without having to worry about, you know, a lot of people being around. So I kind of fell in love with it cause I was stuck in my room all day working on PowerPoints and mm -hmm. all work. And I was like <sighs> fresh air. And I got to be with my dog, which I, you know, don't have my dog up here cause it's my parents. So right. it was just, I think it really, you take time when you run to like really think and I, it just started becoming an addiction and it sounds so corny because everyone says that they're like, I ran and it was the best thing I ever did with my life, <laughs> <laughs> but it really was true. 
you know, I had a similar path of that too, like really fall in love with fitness, especially post-college. Mm-hmm. And I know exactly that that gut feeling you're talking about, like a positive bad habit, you know, of, oh, well, that's, that's, that's the oxymoron, <laughs> a positive habit. We usually say habits, and for some reason we like to put bad habits from it. Yeah, but, I know, because we have a lot of those. <laughs> us human beings trying to figure it out. But in this positive habit, you really learn to um, fall in love and fall in love with, with fitnessing and um, getting rid of stress that way. You know, um, I'm a big Howard Stern fan. He had John Cena on, you know, big wrestler, macho man, Adonis. <laughs> and I remember he once he was like, yeah, man, I got stressed. And he was talking about how he would get bullied as a kid. Mm. And he was like, yeah, I turned to fitness and working out to uh, avoid my distractions. And how was like, that's good. I turned to drugs. So it's <laughs> good. <laughs> it's good. You take a similar John Cena route instead of a, uh, you know, the vices that we've seen uh, not work a lot, but yeah, I'm glad I embody John Cena. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And, I feel uh, like that's a huge honor. <laughs> and I can actually see you because we can't actually see John Cena, as you know. That's true. <laughs> so, so like with fitness, so obviously you're at home. You said running mostly. You started running. Um, besides running, have were you also getting into calisthenics? Maybe some weight training after the gyms actually started opening, uh, or are you mostly just running, r- running getting that uh maybe soon we'll see you in a marathon hopefully you'll be announcing (laughs) one day with that what direction have you been going to with the fitness wise um so it is very highly unlikely that you will see me in the boston marathon because i'm not a runner (laughs) like that um i think in the beginning of covid during quarantine when things were seriously shut down um i was a runner because it was like the only thing i could do to get out of the house um and we have weights in the basement um but we just like have so much junk in there that there was never any room Mm -hmm. so eventually i started making some room and using the weights again but i actually came up back to boston in june and I think my, the best thing was my roommate at the time, she and I used to go to the track at Harvard Stadium and we would do like workouts. We bought some weights and it was just like a ton of fun. So I think having a workout buddy was great. And then Mm -hmm. I kind of, once the gyms opened, I really started lifting a lot. And that's to me is like my favorite thing to do. I just hit new PR this week. All right. Congratulations to that. Let's go with that. What are you? Are you someone who likes to, are you, uh, you like to do free weights? You like hitting the bench, a lot of squatting, um, a lot of dumbbell work. Like, are you the whole package in that sense? Great. Awesome. All of it. All of it. And then I, uh, I actually finished it off with some dance trying to Sweet. my dance skills so oh cool cool before we get into that because i'm very interested just with like the just the weight trainer you someone who's some like you know uh chest and tr- chest and triceps on monday back and biceps on tuesday shoulders this day mm-hmm. uh your core another day is that is that the, um how you like to um go about your fitness or you know you do your thing what do you usually do when it comes to weight training in in that sense yeah Um, so I actually, uh, used to have a trainer a long time ago, I think post college, I think it was like right after, um, at the planet fitness in my hometown. And so it was a very like fellow planet fitness person. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, so it was a very basic, like Monday was legs, Tuesday was, you know, it was just like upper body, lower body kind of yeah. thing. Um, but then I've started following this girl on Instagram, um, mm-hmm. that goes by the handle at college clean eating. College and clean eating. yeah, she's great. I love her workouts. It's super cheap. It's like 10 bucks a month. Um, and you get workouts, they change it up all the time. Um, but she hits legs a lot, which mm-hmm. helped me. And that's hence why I became more in love with lifting. And it has like a really cool female empowerment vibe to it too. So I follow her workouts every day and I've seen so much change in myself and I love it. That's very, that's very sweet and beautiful to hear. That's uh, congratulations on that with your glow <laughs> up and everything. And um, just not, I'm sure that's not only empowering yourself physically, but also helping mentally as well. You know, I think one thing that can be discussed, um, not, not only with fitness is great, obviously for, you know, to help yourself, your body physically, you know, internally get out that junky cholesterol and, and, um, <laughs> change, changing your eating habits, but you could also attest how important mentally it really is as a stress reliever. Um, could you go into that a little bit and how, uh, of much of a benefit the mental aspect of fitness has been mm-hmm. for not only you and anyone else who um who uh who is you know going down that path yeah um so as you've probably seen on my instagram um i promote a lot of mental health and the reason why i do that is because i have suffered from depression since i was a kid um, which you probably wouldn't tell from like meeting me or anything. Cause I'm a very like outgoing, happy person. Um, but I struggle severely a lot with like clinical depression. And to me, it's been such a roller coaster of figuring out what ways worked and what ways didn't. Um, and my anxieties with things like that. Once I've always like tried to, be fit and it never really clicked. And I think once I really changed my mentality thinking I'm not do, being fit so people will like me, I'm not being fit so guys will talk to me, I'm being fit because it's going to literally change my mental space and my physical space. And it's just going to, it's an act of self-love. Taking care of yourself like that is an act of self-love. And I realized neglecting it was me just destroying my body. So I think it's so like life-changing mentally. It's just, that's kind of why I got so addicted to the gym this year. Because I think everyone got more depressed being alone and being isolated that, you know, you have to find a new way and you have to adapt. And in a way, like they say, you know, diamonds come from coal under pressure. So honestly, that's what it was. Wow. First off, Julie, I'd like to thank you for for being brave and uh, being honest with that. I really appreciate you doing that. And we all appreciate, especially the listeners. I know it's not easy to to explain that part of your past. And I can be honest, too, because I actually dealt with those same anxieties in my life prior. I was a very down and out. And I used to be I used to um, take therapy sessions myself and a therapist helped me figure out 
<laughs> yes, seriously. Uh, my wonderful Catherine, she was my um, counselor at the time. And I, I, and it's not easy. It's, it's a battle that will for, you know, I know it's some people like to say, Oh, you know, shake it off, do this, that, and then the other, but yes. it's, it's not, it's not like that. It's not easy. Just turn a switch on. Maybe it is for some people um, and, you know, power to them, but everyone has their own way of coping things. And no matter who you are, you're still a strong person willing to right. defeat that. Whether you could turn on or off, whether you, it takes some time and you need, you know, that patience and trust or in yourself. medication. Honestly. Yeah, medication as well, if, if for those who do need it. And I want to make it clear for anyone listening, for anyone, you know, obviously you uh, shared that and we appreciate it. I share myself. I want to let people know that you're not alone. You are you are an amazing, strong person, no matter where you come from, your background. And we all believe in you, whoever needs to hear this, that you can overcome those obstacles. And whether it's a, whether it's fitness helping you defeat that, whether it's a new hobby, whether it's a uh, finding a new passion in life, there's no right or wrong answer when it comes to you know, coping with anxiety and mental illness. It's just knowing that you're not alone. You have people who are there for you. And we believe in you that you'll overcome it. And I'm sure that person who needs it can overcome themselves. And, you know, that's just how I see it. And I'm, I'm not an expert or I'm just going with my personal experience. But, you know, someone who is working, who has worked in that field and who's genuine about it, would you agree? Like that's something you would say for anyone who uh, needs that kind of message now? Yeah. And I think also to say that, like, just because you have a mental illness doesn't mean anything's wrong with you. I think for a long time, I was like, what is wrong with me? Why am I born this way? And sometimes I get mad and angry because it's, it's a chemical imbalance and yeah. And I take my medication and I don't get as, you know, depressed and I'm okay. And I do things normally and I add in fitness and it's just, it medication, mental illness, that stuff doesn't make you weird. It doesn't make you like a freak or anything like that. It just makes you human. And being, you're smart by actually taking care of yourself and doing the right things to make yourself better absolutely like i can't agree more it's it's again everybody's different but everybody is an awesome person that's why that's at the the true core of the things of why i made this podcast Mm. of course i would love to one day interview celebrities but you know i have (laughs) that's ways to go i have no doubt that you will i truly do believe you will that genuinely means a lot. That's very sweet. Thank you so much, Julie. That I really appreciate it. And whatever you're going, I know that you're <laughs> going to be far and killing it. But, you know, and, and as I was saying, that will be at that whenever that is in the future. I, I want to show how cool, a re, you know, by regular, I mean someone who's just not high profiled yet. Yeah. Everybody's not extraordinary. Yet. <laughs> exactly. I, I genuinely believe everyone's extraordinary. And, you know, besides any career advancement, any way to show my creativity of the podcast, you know, of course, that's great and I appreciate it. But I really genuinely want to show 
whether talking with me or someone listening, me talking with someone else, I just want to show that everybody has a story. Everyone's worth talking to. And whether you're a celebrity promoting a movie, a book or whatever, that's awesome. And that's gen- And it's genuine to really hear how that version of someone's success story. But I just wanted to show that the everyday person is awesome too. And that we all are human. And I hope that one day, whenever this podcast ends in, in another 80 years, because I've been playing to do this <laughs> for a very long time, I just want to hope that goal is accomplished and, and also show that anyone who's especially dealing with obstacles that you can overcome them. And, you know, whether um, if you want, if you if anyone needs this help, I'm sure Julie would love to, um, you know, I mean, not to speak for you, but I'm sure just because you're a genuine person that Julie yeah. <laughs> could be there for you. Feel free to reach out to me at Matt Brown 300. And as long as I'm awake, and I really mean this, as long as I'm awake and I have access to the phone, I will talk to someone and you will overcome this and we will see you, whoever you are, who, who, who needs this. We believe in you that you'll, that you'll, you'll overcome any obstacles. I'm, I'm sure you agree with that. Yeah, um, you guys can message me to Julie DW seventeen on Instagram again if I'm awake because I am mm-hmm. now a grandma. We'll go to bed <laughs> at like <laughs> ten thirty, and someone will message me. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and then totally pass out in the middle of a text. <laughs> well, I know that you're you're the type that at least will wake up as long as you're good that you'll res- respond back. And we appreciate right. people like you, Julie. Thank you for that. Seriously. No. I, I really appreciate someone like you, and I know these listeners do. So, like Thanks, I said, that means a lot. you're not alone. And no matter what way to overcome mental health or, or mental illness, you can. We believe in you. And uh, I just can't wait to see you all overcome and hear great stories like that. So, mm-hmm. um, I generally mean that. So, I can switch it up a little. Why don't we meant to make it into some positive things so yeah go dance you are Mm -hmm. you love to dance i see you post on your stories uh you post (laughs) posts and you got some moves julie and so you you. you, so you said that um you know you really got uh you advanced more got some more experience dancing in 2020 were you someone who loved to dance prior to that Yeah, I've actually, so I started dancing when I was a kid. I did tap um, and in like first or second grade. And then I moved on to hip hop. Don't ask me why, (laughs) but I was like, from the moment I've been born, I knew I wanted to do hip hop. There's just like something about it that I love deeply. And maybe something was playing on your way home from the hospital. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe some 90s R&B makes sense. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I started dancing um, and I stopped for a while because they made you take ballet to advance. And I said, that's too girly for me. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) So I, which I regret now because ballet is like some of the fundamentals of all dance. Um, And then took a little break, did it for two years in high school in the dance club. And then in college, I went to a couple of classes off campus with a couple of friends. And Mm -hmm. then after that, um, I didn't really do it for a long time. And I think I realized 
that was part of what was missing in my life. Because if Mm -hmm. I truly like think about it, it's one of my biggest passions. And I just have that imposter syndrome that I'm like, Oh, you're not a dancer. You're not good enough. So I just stopped doing it. But um, I've had a friend that reached out to me this summer who actually was helping me become a better dancer. And she got me into that. She's actually the reason why I posted that recent post of Mm -hmm. dancing so yeah, I've just been trying to practice more and more and get better. And even though I'm 26, which is like old in the dancer world, um, I'm going to keep going. Hey, it's never too late. And I'm sure you ever, you ever watch Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? Yeah, of course. So you remember Aunt Viv, that special, ep- one of their really special episodes when they said yeah. she was too old to dance? You can yeah. be Aunt Viv in your own world. You know, <laughs> You know, with all with all due respect to her, she was, I think, you know, much older than we'll just say much older than twenty six. But um Yes, yes. I mean, you know, I th- I think you could keep doing it. You had some great hey. moves um your latest posts and breaking it down and shouts to your dance um your dancing mentor, if you will, who inspired you to keep at it. Isn't it great to hear does we sometimes we really do need just that one person to tell us we believe in them and then at the end we learn to believe in ourselves. Yeah, uh, actually, she was someone from Uheart as well, um, Angie Angral. I think I'm saying her last name right. Um, she actually reached out to me and was saying she's she's doing physical therapy and mm-hmm. she's getting her master's, I believe, or like finishing up in school. And her and I used to go to those off-campus dance classes together. And she reached out to me saying she wants to combine physical therapy and dance to help future dancers. Yeah. So she, and include like mental health. So I was her little test subject and we spent eight weeks um, practicing mental health as well as dancing and like breaking down this choreography that I wanted to learn. No way, no way. And uh, so so with that, are, are you still advancing to try to figure out them out or do you think you'll post a performance of that very soon? Oh, that's the one that I posted. That's so that was the one. Yeah, an excuse yeah, yeah. That. So but, now I'm on to the next one. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's what I meant. Like, are you planning to do another one after the fact? But that's okay. Great, great. That seriously, I saw it was nice and too nice and sync. Good song choice and. Thank um, you. Please again, we could check your Instagram right if we wanted to see you break down those moves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, all right, and sweet, sweet, and then can I ask so? As you mentioned, hip hop. I'm sure you're not only a fan of hip hop dancing, but I'm sure you're a hip hop fan, right? Oh yeah, 100%. could you tell me some of your favorite hip hop artists, whether they're performers now or or after? Ooh, ooh. I don't know if it necessarily counts as hip hop, um, but like R and B, like oh, the mix R&B. of R and B and hip hop. Yeah. I am a huge chris brown fan chris brown the hit maker yeah um a lot of his older stuff too his new stuff um trey songs um kehlani um i think that's more of like the newer of course stuff i'm always like i'm always into the new stuff um but i've been listening to a lot of 2000s r&b and you know hip-hop hits lately too (laughs) that nostalgia is hitting you know what some of those artists are I can't remember actually off the top of my head. It's so sad. <laughs> Just hit the uh, 2000s throw throw R and B throwback playlist on Spotify. 
that's usually <laughs> what I do. You know, Beyonce, of course. Of course, great Beyonce, Neo's Elliot. Missy Elliott, I let, you know, with, if we're going with, if we're going with um, R&B, it's off the top of my head. I mean, I can't, do you know the Fugees by any chance? Like Lauren yeah. Hill and, and Wyclef, I guess they're mm-hmm. a nice mixture of hip hop, R&B, really. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of the, that trio. Um, do you remember, this is a one hit wonder, but uh, <laughs> do you know the song? Uh, it was by this artist, Mario. I don't know. It's pretty. Oh, um, down. Is it? I know there's down by Jeremiah. Jeremiah's another good one. Oh, okay. But yes, that was one. Oh man. The only thing I wish I could play it, but because I'm not at that level yet, the YouTube would have to flag me for the uh, music being played (laughs) to be honest. But, um, I'll send it over to you, but it was just like, yo, bring you back to a simpler times. Oh my gosh! Back to the middle school, elementary school. Oh man, Ush! You remember you like you like Usher? Oh yeah! Oh my mm-hmm. God! I was in love with Usher. I wanted to marry Usher. Like <laughs> he had those confessions. Well, oh my God! He kind of looks like the same when we were in a uh, middle school and high and uh, elementary school, right? Yeah, I hope to look like as good as he does. <laughs> <laughs> same here same here and and not the cheating way not the howard stern way yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know one of the things i loved as a kid during that time obviously i love my movies and tv mm. maybe the some would say too obsessed and then i say not obsessed enough or like <laughs> some of your favorite shows growing up in the 2000s like what were some of your favorite kid shows Ooh, um so as a really young kid, I, this is, I'm totally going to be revealing myself, loved, loved the Powerpuff Girls. Oh, I who didn't, honestly, they were the squad. They were, they showed what great squads were. <laughs> but I had, when I, mind you, I was a little kid though. Mm-hmm. I had the bed sheets. Oh. And I was a Powerpuff Girl. I had the Powerpuff Girl costume. Mm-hmm. I was just here at pillowcases. I had it all. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Do you remember going to the Powerpuff movie as a kid? Yes. Oh, my God. Duh. I mean, right? I ha- So we have to ask. I, ha- I We have to... Um... <laughs> We we have to since you brought up the Powderpuff Girls, we we have to uh, we have to establish this. Are you more of a Buttercup, a Bubbles, or a Blossom? So I always wanted to be Blossom because <laughs> Blossom's the best. She's the prettiest. Yes, she, she's the red one. If uh, for those who who needs to remember, Blossom right, was the red one. The one bubbles was blue, and uh, Buttercup was was um, green. But yeah. okay, so you're more of a blossom. So you're more of a blossom. I always identified myself as more as a buttercup. I mean, I like that. Really, I could kind of see it, but I mm-hmm. actually got the nickname of Bubbles because in college, as <laughs> because I'm so bubbly, and they're like, "Oh, you used to like Powerpuff Girls." So, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know shows I like really liked as a kid back then. I loved that and Eddie. Oh my the god! Network Plank. <laughs> Plank. I think you know when I grew up, I just realized all they wanted to do was was hustle. They were grinders. Did they give up? Yeah, they they, they, they were trying. <laughs> I was watching Courage the Calorie Dog. 
that used to scare the crap out of that me. That literally scared. I saw you. The, the face you had. The <laughs> oh man. I loved it, but it. I would watch it because it would come on later on at night. Oh and yeah. I would be so afraid to go to bed because half the time they're like, "What?" It was them stuffing them into like a toy. It was so weird. Oh yeah, like that episode when he thought that the, that the butcher was actually cooking the people. That was kind of freaky. Yeah, it's a it's a freaky one, but I loved it at the same time. <laughs> Do you remember? It was like that creepy Nick guy, and he's like, oh, "I'm naughty." Like that's naughty. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. This is why I have nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> or return the flask or suffer my curse. Remember that guy? Yeah. Oh my God. There was also um, what shows did I watch? Avatar growing up. Did you see on Netflix that they. They got the revive. They got reboot. It almost like a, they got a second life with all the people fell in love with it again. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hate to report that I wasn't much of an avatar person. I respect it though. I <laughs> loved. I loved it then, and I loved it now, and it is a timeless, timeless show. <laughs> oh, you, just one random thought. Just one random thing with the courage. First two. One. Yeah. Some, I saw a hilarious meme of the return the flask guy. I said, "Yo, someone has to return his flask because 2020 keeps happening." <laughs> <laughs> that makes so much sense now. <laughs> right. Boy, someone really needs to before it's only the aliens left who need to. Uh, Honestly, need to do that. Yeah, did you see that article about how the aliens actually do exist and um, the Galactic and Empire? Yeah, what mm-hmm. the hell? <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know anymore what to believe. You can't make anything up in 2020. So seriously, beyond that, you know, when it comes to the aliens being real, you know, I mean, I don't know. Let's let's, you know, I think it. it if this is real, that is some coincidence. This is the Galactic Empire. That sounds like right out of a failed sci-fi Hollywood movie. Mm-hmm. Look, and they just so happen to speak English and human language. But hey, I don't know. If I, if, right. I, if I'm completely wrong, I'm sorry, Galactic Empire. <laughs> let me let me. Can you give me a job? <laughs> and uh, yeah. Well, you know, I <laughs> I'll I'll go with the believe it when I see it. And they were saying like, oh, Trump was about to spill the beans, but we told him not to say it. But I'm telling you all that we told him not to by telling you all. <laughs> okay. So I don't know. Do you believe you think aliens are out there, Julie? <sighs> um, I have mixed feelings. I feel like it makes sense is there to be other life forms because why is it just us? Yeah. Um. But at the same time, I prefer not to think about it because I need to go to sleep at night. And <laughs> that, would, that would scare the crap out of me. You know what? I'm going to go with the benefit of the doubt and say, you know what? Aliens are real, but maybe they're really nice. Maybe they're yeah. just trying to be cool. Yeah. Maybe yeah, they're not maybe all they're... haters. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, maybe like we're best friends with an alien and <laughs> we have no freaking clue. Yes. Yeah, see, we're going to go with our prediction. I like that one better. The one will make mm-hmm. you sleep better at night. <laughs> and just that, just the last thing of the courage that um, I found. Mm-hmm. So I watched like, you know, I watched a lot of video essays, nerding out, breaking down. Oh, this means this in this TV show. This means that in that movie. So I saw this thing called Wisecracker about Courage the Cowardly Dog. And pretty much long story short, it's really deep. And they said, uh, and they agreed to it. The show is scary. It was legitimately scary. And, you know, they came up with all these animation techniques and stuff like that. Mm. And, but 
I don't know. I thought I found this interesting, but they said the real meaning behind courage is to show that fear, though it could, you know, take people over and, you know, obviously figure out fear can also be used to help you overcome your own obstacles and figure stuff out. Mm. Cause if you were, again, this is a kid show. Cause I know this is quite deep for kids show, but if you notice, like obviously he's really scared, but he was still able to figure out ways to save, you know, Muriel or save the day. Right. And, mm. and, and it's really fascinating like that. And I think, you know, kind of similar and, and I, if someone relates to what we were talking about earlier, that the fact that, you know, sometimes all emotions are good to help show us we're human. And I think that's really fair. Like, you know, they say fight or flight when it comes to um, deciding certain situations. And I think even fear can, as long as you don't let it take it over, you can, you know, get out of crazy situations like that. Would you, would you agree? Yeah. I mean, I think that sometimes we get so in our head, that it's hard for us to like break out of the fact that we can differentiate. This is, this is okay. Like I'm not going to die. Like, but it is like a healthy fear is okay. Yeah. So it's like, it's the inside out factor. It shows that uh, we can use those factors. So (laughs) I just found that interesting. And just some other, I I love learning stuff like that. Um, I'm a huge fan of Taylor Swift and she always, um, has like these little things and oh. she puts in our videos, which yeah. I think is super clever. Oh, we shouts to the great Taylor Swift for that. And uh, yeah, I like the little Easter eggs and this means that. Did you listen to her new album? Yeah. I, is, I love it. <laughs> I haven't listened to it yet. I, I've only heard like the one singer and it was popping, but you did like it and stuff. It uh, it won't disappoint for the Taylor Swift fans and the casual fans. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'll disappoint. Um, what I really like about this album is the fact that a lot of them are stories. Yeah. Um, or in her music, she went from country to pop and then mm-hmm. I don't know, just kind of lost herself, I think. And now she has come back to herself, found her true sound. And um, I think someone had commented or wrote a little recommendation saying how this album is the like album Taylor Swift was born to make. Yeah, it's literally named after her too. And uh, I think that I I encourage artists who are willing to explore themselves and explore their music and creativity. And I think that Mm -hmm. is, as you mentioned, that's what's cool with um, particularly Taylor Swift done. I think Miley Cyrus has done a good Mm -hmm. job with experimenting with that. I liked your new album a lot. And uh, I think it's interesting to, to have artists like that. And I hope, you know, anyone who goes out there and makes their music honestly power to them but we also mm. just encourage people to be different we can't be all the same you know oh yeah true mm-hmm. right so uh can i ask what is your favorite taylor swift song <laughs> Ooh, that's a hard one um mine personally is you belong with me if i was oh that was the, that's such a classic of course that- that is one of I my favorite ones. Freshman year of high school was with they it was really pop and so Oh yeah. Um I think uh White Horse. White from Horse. one of her Speak Now albums in a very, very early time. Mm. Uh, I was definitely crushing over some boy in that like middle school age and 
it's like <laughs> I need a white horse. And oh so, man. No. <laughs> I wonder what I thought of like middle school songs. Ooh. That made me think I had it all in the love life. Oh yeah. Probably like I think I can think of the more high schools like those early Drakes, Find Your Love. I was like, hey, Oh my god, speaking to me. <laughs> <laughs> or any like Beatles songs that I got so Beatle hipstery over. It's like I know what they're saying. <laughs> it's like they're speaking Here's to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, cringy middle school music. But hey, you always got a spe- mm-hmm. so special place for it. Is there any other like cringy middle school songs that uh, you could laugh at now? But it's like, oh my god, I thought this was the anthem back in the day. <laughs> Ooh, I was I like, Akon, Akon like is one for me that sticks out right now. Nah, nah, nah. Oh my God. I, <laughs> I still love that. Oh, oh, here's a cringy one. Um, do you remember iCarly? Of course. So Miranda Cosgrove released like a few songs and oh, oh my God, I can't believe <laughs> <laughs> I it was like sparks fly when I'm with you and I was like oh my god yes I remember that I was so in love (laughs) it really pushed falling in love at like 13 14 those Nick shows (laughs) put pressure on us I was like why don't I have a boyfriend I'm 13 13. (laughs) I remember Drake Drake Bell had this a couple of songs he he had this one episode of Drake and Josh where he's saying like it was like this nice song gesture it was a legit love song i don't met the episode the girl scout i thought that mm-hmm. was what you had to do but you know it was weird because he was yeah. in high school and she was in you know well you know maybe that didn't age well but uh i think it was nice gesture <laughs> at the time but the point i mean he wrote this like really sweet love song that i thought um you know i think it's called like happy happy together or something like that yeah, it was such a banger. <laughs> the bangers. You know, it was, I, I just heard this iCarly story this weekend. But so Miranda Cosgrove went to college. I, she went to like USC or UCLA. And she was oh. said in an interview that like, she, it's like she was just a normal class. And she says it was annoying for her. Like she would like in a big lecture hall, she like raised her hand. And someone's like, iCarly. <laughs> trying to answer her calm questions or something jesus that's annoying <laughs> what a time you uh, imagine if we at you heart had a uh, celebrities in class who do you think would be uh you heart if there was to be anybody logan paul <laughs> <laughs> That is so accurate. <laughs> he seems like a you heart kid. Yeah, you, but in yes. like essay, he'd be in like SAE or something. Yes. Or a village apartment. <laughs> Literally, oh. you described it perfectly. Freaking Logan Paul. Oh, man. Who? <laughs> I could tell you plenty of stories. I wish that we could be, fr- I could be friend. Oh, my God. Like who? Hmm. If I could befriend Pete Davidson. Mm. I would love to be friends with Pete Davidson. I think he's funny as heck. Like, oh, he... obviously he goes in, and he's been on SNL for a long time, and he's he's twenty six himself. And like, look at is he? Yeah, and I'm not kidding. He's really that young. I think he might oh be twenty seven, but he's definitely in his mid twenties. He's my favorite person on SNL. 
Oh, easily. I I would say probably yeah. I'd think of the Kirk cast would be him, Kate McKinnon, and Chloe. Mm. Pronounce her last name. Those are my three yeah. favorite nouns. But I like them Agreed. all. But who would you say is a who would you wish was a cele- a celebrity who was a student at U Hard that you could be friends with? Oh, that's a good one. Um, mm. I can't even think of the name at the moment, but it probably would be um, Kehlani. Kehlani. She is yeah. one of my favorite all-time artists, and I feel like she would be so chill and would be always positive vibes, and it would just be so much fun to just chill with her, jam. <laughs> hey, again, it's never too late to be friends with these people. Yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> Good times, good times with that. And uh, have you actually met any celebrities before in the company of anyone famous? Um, the, I think the closest thing I've had to a famous person, like knowing them, I don't know if you know who Casey Neistat is. I, I swear I just heard that name very recently. Can I do a quick Google? Yeah, go for it. He does a lot of video creation and like content. Oh creation. yeah, I know this dude. He's on YouTube. Yeah, so he's pretty popular. Um, he's actually from my hometown. Um, he, his grandmother and his aunt, I believe. I believe it's his aunt. Um, were my tap teachers no as way. kids. <laughs> yeah, and um, my parents know his parents as well um so that's like the closest thing i know to a celebrity i don't know him personally Mm -hmm. um but it's funny because my dad growing up anytime i like was struggling in high school or something he would actually compare it to casey neistat and would say you know casey didn't want to go to waterford high he wanted to do something else so he grabbed a camcorder and started recording and look where he is now look at that so yeah, so that's why um, it was just funny because I'm like, I never met the guy, but I know his family. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, hey, how about that? Again, I'm sure one day with the people we mentioned and uh, the people we've had met and been associated with, we can make some new friends who are just so happen to be high profile. Yeah, or we will be. Sweet. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Now, just like, my less semi-serious point, but I think it's worth discussing. And um, mm-hmm. see, stuff that you've been passionate about is something I really admire. That you're, you, you make that fight is um, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. I saw that you uh, you have a post, uh, some posts about that, really trying to bring awareness, especially in this battle of social justice. Mm-hmm. So basically, my my just one thing I want to discuss with that: How have you? Um, I, I mentioned you know some of the posts um, I've seen you do. But for anyone else who, you know, doesn't know, like what have you, what have um, been some of the things you've noticed that needed to be changed when it comes to Black Lives Matter? Um, you mean like in the way that we are trying to help and like make exactly, like, change or just yeah, exactly like help it create change um i've seen you've been doing some great awareness mm-hmm. for it can you just if, if you mind if you don't mind if you mm-hmm. would like to discuss no i don't um, mind what what um if you'd like to discuss the importance of what you're doing with that and what you have been doing sure um i think it's important to 
everyone has these different levels of comfort zones, I think, when it comes to supporting such a big movement. Yeah. And to me, um, I'm someone who has a lot of friends that are, you know, people of color, they're Hispanic, Latino, Black. Um, and I love learning about their culture and their heritage and just appreciating them for who they are. And it's just sometimes it's kind of crazy to me that how people will just hate on them for like their skin color. Um, and so the best way thing I can do is like, I'm a white woman, you know, I have blonde hair, blue eyes. I'm the epitome of the Aryan race. And I have this opportunity to, as the person I am to actually spread awareness. So I think for people who aren't, who are kind of are in my position, you know, white, a white person, you have that opportunity to just like post. I know people, a lot of people say, I don't want to see the post. It's not doing anything. I disagree. I think awareness is better than nothing. When we forget about it is when we like repeat it. Those who don't doing. know history are doomed to repeat it. Right. And so, yeah. No, I'm sorry. You were saying? Um, so as like, I'm white, but I'm also Jewish. And so, you know, my it, talk about the Holocaust, like that needs, it's nowhere near the same issues at all. And I'm not trying to compare the two, but I'm saying like, you have to remember history. You have to like, talk about it is what I'm trying to say in order to, you know, like keep putting it out there, make people more aware. Cause some people don't believe the Holocaust existed. Some people think it was a hoax and some people believe that, you know, like people of color are just making it up. You know, it's, it's, it's not. And that's why I say like, you need to post, you need to share, um, go to a rally, be safe, you know, make sure you take a buddy. Um, I always went, with a friend um and i would always say like you know post use use all the friends you know um social media that you have use whatever power you have to make a change right and seriously seriously julie thank you for being that part of the many brave men women and people who are willing to make up that fight not only for people of color not only for people of the Jewish community, but also people of all other um, communities who've had their uh, obstacles for being themselves, whether it's LGBTQI plus or the Muslim community, <clears throat> excuse me, or whatever. I, you're right. And, you know, I'm someone who's been passionate about it too, as a multiracial person who's, mm-hmm. who's, you know, it's, if you see my family, it's, it's been a unique situation, you know, my, um, you know, I, I my father's a person of color. My mom's half Italian and 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 Latino. So I've I've been someone who and it is for me as a multiracial person, it's been hard to identify my whole life. Mm-hmm. I've, that's one thing I don't think even a lot of my friends from college and beyond something I I it's not deal with because it's really not a, a problem. But it's just it was always unique. Like oh, what are you and stuff like that. And I've been called various things and whatever, but. I knew as somebody who has this racially ambiguous uh, skin, but mm-hmm. I'm lucky who sees all perspectives and why there, we need to have those uncomfortable conversations because that's the only way we create the change. Because if we don't have it, as you said, we ignore the problem that will just keep going and going and it has to take a stop. And we need 
people from all communities and especially the white community to help finally take a stand and for the new generation coming in, you know, people who oppress who oppress people who are who are racist, people who are homophobic, people who are a believer, all of that is inherited. It's not, it's, um, it's, it's not, um, you're not born with it. And we need to finally create that change and have those uncomfortable conversations. Cause that's when it, it will be, uh, it will be changed. You know, I'm sure you would definitely agree. Yeah. Um, it's just, I just want to kind of talk about like this instance, um, during, I think the height of it all, my friend and I, we were, I think we were just grabbing food and you know she's a person of color and she there was a cop a big white you know cop that walked by and automatically out of fear she like grabbed my hand because she was scared and to me I I understood and I like made sure that like she was okay but even doing things like that is huge you know um but it's just kind of crazy how this this is one of my best friends like I talk to her every day and all of a sudden she's like grabbing my hand because she's terrified that this one man is going to end her life you know or like hurt her or do something it's I think it just we need to continue to push and right now there's a lot of you know holiday talk which is great and everyone kind of stop posting and like you know even i can do better i you can always do more i think i can always do more you know, you know don't eat talk about it and having these conversations with microphones and without them this doesn't mm-hmm. end this doesn't end after the podcast is done this doesn't end um on social media this is a lifelong fight so that one day the next generations can more normalize and accept people for their diversity and who they are. And it's, it's sad that our history though, you know, I'm somebody who is proud of to be an American, but also an extremely aware of its dark history that needs to be changed from it mm-hmm. as well. It wasn't dandy for a lot of people. And, and like, it's, it's time to, you, I feel, I think it's fair to be, to, to be someone who's proud to be, in America, Boston knows there needs to be immense change. And I think, you know, whether you, you know, with the election results, whether you are for or against them, I think the most important thing is that there is a change from it. Because clearly, you know, amongst the tension, I, 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 I personally don't think it's wor- it was working beforehand. And I think now it's time to give it another chance. And if it's wrong, then we could try again. But for now, these four years, whether you support who's going in the White House, whether you support who's, if you have any governor changes or any local, you have Mm -hmm. to trust that something has to be changed because obviously the pandemic was, was hell for so many people. And then there was this who have been dealing with these oppressions their entire life. And then we'll continue to, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm sure you, you, you um, can, you can, um, agree to that as well that it's time for something to change and we have to not forget um what was going on yeah i mean just gotta remember gotta keep posting having those uncomfortable conversations even if it means with your family yeah for sure you know it was funny you say that because i knew this would really be the because i had that kind of family like like really deep talk with my family and because it's a multi it was a it is a multiracial family that that was even a tough conversation for us and i'm sure mm. you've had that with your family or obviously your close friends that it's time to to discuss this because we can't have this anymore we can't have 
anybody be genuinely afraid for their safety because somebody feels some type of way because of someone's skin color, someone's actions, the way people go across. It, it's fair to, it's not fair to be scared, but it, it's sadly something that um, it is a thing that needs to be changed, you know, okay. and we can do it. It's important to make those pro- to, to march. It's important to post those. And for those people who are haters of it, well, we clearly know what side they are on in this, <laughs> in this argument. So it's okay. <laughs> Any way we can help. And, um, you know, we can now see, I, I, I'm proud to see the, the changes with the votes and we prove, and with that prove, hopefully giving faith to people who were mm-hmm. losing faith in this country that shows how we really can make a change. And, mm-hmm. and, um, it's time, it's time to, it's time to beat this, Julie. It really is. The only good thing to come out of 2020 <laughs> was Absolutely. this change that's, you know, about to happen. Yes. That and the recent season of Better Call Saul. Oh, that's just oh. that you, you ever see that show <laughs> i my roommate used to like my old roommate he loved it i could not get into it i'm nah. always a like a, a sitcom super just like mm-hmm. fun type of netflix girl well we appreciate you at least giving it a try that's all we could do now with these <laughs> shows but you know again let's uh let's get back to some more happy stuff and um as you, you said, the sitcoms. So when you're on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, um, illegally Cody, I'm just kidding. Maybe not really. <laughs> no, I really am just kidding. I don't use that anymore. Long time ago, maybe. I don't know. You could assume, but I could honestly <laughs> say all my streaming services are... Paid for. <laughs> yes, I could genuinely say that. The Cody didn't work when I tried. So again, I, it forced me to do the right thing. But anyways. Okay, I've done some coding work myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't. <laughs> I'll deny it. Wait, quick, judge when, um, oh, I just got a text. Stop this right now. Oh, can't have the FBI say that. Just kidding. <laughs> that, no, that was a joke. But anyways. <laughs> so. But sitcoms, you're a big fan of sitcoms, I get that. What are some of the sitcoms you really, uh, you've been enjoying lately? Um, I actually just rewatch a lot of stuff like New Girl, The Office, um, How I Met Your Mother. For me, like, I watch shows to calm down because my mind's always like, like we talked about earlier, being a very anxious person. Like for Mm -hmm. me, it brings it down. So I don't want to watch things that are super high yeah you know like high energy um but i will sometimes and then i'll get hooked and be on it for the next three days <laughs> hear that hear that yeah but you know, uh i also used to be a huge fan of mad men mad men oh oh my god i love mad men oh can you tell me you finish the whole did you you finish the whole series Oh, of course. I did that in college because, you know, I was an advertising major. So this was my bread and butter. This was uh, my grad cab actually said mad women on it. And no I way. It. 
Yeah. Awesome. And that it, one thing that's cool about Mad Men is whether it's from Peggy or wow, I can't believe I'm I'm blanking her name. The the Christy Hend- Christina Hendricks um Joan. Oh, right. Peggy or Joan who did rise up the ranks in a male dominated world in a especially in the sixties. So awesome mm-hmm. character development with that and they were great people to to cheer for. Elizabeth Moss is still one of my favorite actors. Yeah. So would you say, who was your favorite character in the show? Oh, um, I, I don't know if it was Peggy or Don. I think with Don, I just, Dawn. I wanted to be him. Not in like sleeping around with a bunch of men, you know, in that right, way. Right. No promiscuity, <laughs> but. but. No, <laughs> none that I'll tell you about, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> fair um, enough, fair enough. <laughs> but I just love, I love clever ideas. So his um, pitches that he would come to are just gold to me. Like, I love them. And it just, the last episode, I don't want to give it away, but like. Oh, we could do spoilers. Spoiler alert right now. I put that warning every time because we talk pop culture. So spoiler alert if you haven't seen the Mad Men finale. So So, um, basically the ending is the Coca-Cola commercial. Share the world actually, with the Coke. Right. And I was like, oh my God, like this, it just, I love how they tie it into actual like history and actual oh, yeah. advertising. And that's just like why I was so passionate about it. And yeah, I think that's why he's my favorite character. It just, he's a genius. Oh yeah. Genuine work ethic. No one who's very confident in himself. Alcoholic, any, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He, uh, did have those vices. I remember that um, <laughs> one of his, when he was really drunk doing a pitch, I think it was to like Kellogg or something. I don't know. Yeah, but I remember I mean, he would, I remember he was really drunk and he accidentally took the idea of a person who was trying to get hired and he had no choice but to um, hire him. Yeah. <laughs> I liked how Mad Men had a lot of random funny moments in there. For being a very serious show, there was some hilarious stuff. Like, do you remember in the uh this is in the last season um a fail a, a pitch failed and and don was like was um he told like the copywriter pretty much so he was just he was telling him a metaphor it's like basically you have to tell these people you guys he basically told them like i'm paraphrasing i'm definitely getting the line wrong but he said um so you guys took the balls to finally come back here <laughs> but he actually said it to their face Right. And then it's just, you see Pete Campbell with the hilarious what the fuck face. And then he got fired. And <laughs> one of the most intense firing scenes ever. He just said it so badass. I, <laughs> yeah, there were always those little tidbits in there. Right, right. Uh, man, I, and uh, did you like the Mad Men end? I mean, obviously you like that part. Did you like how it all wrapped, you know, the way it wrapped things together with all the characters? You know, Peggy gets gets with, um... Again, I can't think of the guy's name. Oh, he gets with the Stan. Uh, Stan. Yeah, with the artist. And now I was like, oh, every, um, to me, uh, you know, doing advertising, it's always a thing that people joke about that the art director and the copywriter are always like husband and wife. Oh, or, is that true? You know, like work husband and wife. Yeah. So it's kind of cute that they did that. How about that? Then we have Roger running away with. Um with well i'm so ashamed of myself blanking on the names of um with joan 
no, he, 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 he run. All right. I'm pulling up the cast list and I won't, and I won't Blake on anyone. In a while. <laughs> he, he runs away with Megan, Megan's mom. I thought that oh, was right. 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 Yeah. So I don't know. Sometimes I didn't love that Don just kind of ditched everything. Yeah. I don't know. I was that was kinda... his character. He just didn't have control anymore. He, things were changing from to the sixties to seventies, and he just ran away. I, I just kind of find that interesting. But you know, I, 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 I like the little ending that that trip is, gave him this final motivation. I personally did, but I can say he was kind of scummy, and there was some tough things like Betty's, uh, Betty's a uh, terminal illness kind of stinks. Mm. Um, yeah, although but, she was kind of. Oh man! I don't know if I can say swear on here. Yeah, you can but... swear if you want, but I think I think it's it's an accurate her character. Yeah, yeah, I I did not care for her, so I didn't care. On <laughs> <laughs> leaving her, but it was she nice. Was we saw um Joan also started a production company. Pete, oh, Pete and yeah. that girl ran away together, which was his real life wife in the show. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and um. I really like Sally Draper a lot. I, I like Kierna Shipka. I think she's going to be, a, she's an awesome actor. She's, she's going far. And, um, I yeah, kind of wish, great. I just kind of wish her and Don made, made amends at the end, but I guess not. Mm-hmm. But Hey, great show, Madman. Great, great show. And you know who I really liked in that show? Who Sally had a sad ending was Lane. That, yeah, that got me emotional. I remember it was that. tough, but, He's an awesome actor, though. Yeah. Actor Jared Harris. That definitely but, threw us through a loop. Yeah. Did you know he's actually Dumbledore's son in real life, the actor? What? No. The first Dumbledore. I had no idea. That's yeah. awesome. Do you like Harry Potter? Uh, not a huge fan. <laughs> Me neither, so. <laughs> what so we're good. We're on the same page. <laughs> oh, man. You know a show I just started binging, which what? I love? community you ever see community i've heard of it and i've seen like little clips but i haven't tried it yet is it good it's incredible it's absolutely incredible it's about just these people in a community college and uh i I think it's 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 amazing cast you have joel McHale, donald glover uh allison brie one of my favorite actors one of my favorite female actors also in mad men Mm. uh Yvette Nicole Brown, who played um, Helen in in uh, Drake and Josh, if you remember the theater. Oh owner. my god! Yes, <laughs> she's great. So I mean, That's awesome cast, character. awesome writing. So uh, oh, wow. Okay, yeah, I'll have to Hulu. check it out. I'm only three episodes in, so maybe you can catch up. Yeah, I'll catch up. <laughs> <laughs> I can so, do that. <laughs> community's great. Really, really great. And you know what the last show I binged? You remember the show My Name is Earl by any chance? It was on when we were when it was on when we were in middle school. It's a nice I little cult show. So. It's really, really good if you were looking for something nice half an hour comedy. It's simply about a guy, a, cr- a former criminal who had an epiphany and won the lottery, and he uses that money to fix all problems. He makes a big list of people he he did he did wrong and he tries to make up for it. Mm-hmm. Whether it's uh, this person who was afraid of the dark and he helped to, to, um, fix that, with and it's hilarious too. There's there's an episode where he stole an RV and figuring out a funny way to get that back. Some great guest appearances in, are in, and uh, it's really really sweet. It's only four seasons too, so you can bang it out and uh, again watch that on Hulu. Okay, 
Well, I'll add it to my list. Oh, you will not be disappointed. <laughs> so one other thing, Julie, that I um, or a couple other things. One, adulting that we were talking about before. How has it been for you adjusting now to truly, truly adulting? Now we're a solid few years out of school, the both of us. How has adulting transitioning been for you? You know, pre, during, and post-COVID. Yeah. Um, So post-college, I was so overwhelmed with what I could do because I knew Basically, I didn't even have to do advertising. Like, I could mm-hmm. do anything I wanted. I right. could just be a hobo if I wanted. <laughs> use that degree. Use that degree to the best, right? Exactly. As a hobo. <laughs> As a hobo. Um, I would have a nice box, too. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it helps you get ready for the real world. So, why not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I actually worked at... Um, the home not home goods h&m in foxwoods the tanger outlet. oh the h&m in the hot foxwood yeah i was there yeah so i love that place no way yeah i worked there for like a year um after college and that was an interesting time there was a lot of you know you get a lot of fun characters oh i worked here. retail for a long time too i know exactly what you're talking yeah about. especially at a casino yeah oh, oh man you must have had some pre and post people who've had some crazy nights or days, I, I guess. Creepy men. I've oh. funny stories, but I mean, I, we had one woman walk in there, just a bra on, no shirt, drink in her hand. It's Wait. 10 o'clock in the morning. We just opened up and mothers are like shielding their children's eyes. And we had to like escort her out of the. <laughs> Wait, so she just shows up with, with the bra and that's it. Just a bra and pants, and she's like, and like drunk. bra and pants, and not a care Just in the world at ten in the morning. Not, a, yep. I mean, I so. don't know. I thought like the breeze as soon as you walk wherever you're from would be a good hint or something. You would think, but you know, sometimes some people really are know, lost in the sauce when you're drunk at ten a.m. It's <laughs> you don't care. <laughs> oh boy, I can't say I had anything like that. At, wait, did I? <laughs> Not at, I think there was a situation similar that there was a man in his birthday suit who walked into Coles, but I wasn't there. So, you know, obviously uh, the camera had to be X'd out for that. And he was long gone again, under the influence. Jesus. But yeah. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're, you know what I hate? I hate customers who come up with their own sales that I never heard of. Oh my God. 20%, 30%. And uh, we don't have that today. And I'm all of a sudden an asshole to them and get complained. Oh, I got yelled at by a woman in a wheelchair. (laughs) (laughs) I, because apparently I was an asshole to her because she put her clothes on top and then they like, because it was a silk shirt, so it, like, slipped right off. And I went to pick mm-hmm. it up. She's like, you're just throwing my shit on the ground. How dare you? I'm going to talk to your manager. And they were just just throwing things everywhere. I was like, are you kidding me? And I said, don't talk to me that way. And she was like, how dare you say that? I was like, what do you mean? Like, who is this woman? <laughs> you, you miss the girl showing up drunk when you uh, have something like that. 
Right. Yeah. I was like, oh, her and I could be best friends. I would rather have her. Just have to buy her a shirt and then you'll be really friends. Exactly. (laughs) But yeah, I just hate like customers who just think they're above at you just working at retail and stuff. But no, it's, you know, you need Mm -hmm. clothes in this world. So help us, help us out, you know? Right. Um, So post, um, post Foxwoods and H&M, I actually, that's when I moved up to Mass um, Mm -hmm. about April, I think of 2018. Um, My uncle um, introduced me to um, a company that he worked for. And so I ended up getting like a little internship. So I had like a three month internship there. And then I ended up staying a few months longer as a marketing assistant. And I realized that was not for me. And then I wasn't really sure where I was still going with my life. So I worked as, um, as the, oh, I'm trying to remember what it was called, uh, manufacturer um, assistant. Cause we worked as a company that would go like, do sales for in between all the manufacturers, distributors. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just like a receptionist for a little bit there. And then after that, I ended up working at Boston University for about a year. Oh, wait, that's uh, where my mom went to school. Oh, really? No yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Did she go to like the engineering or what was she? Uh, she got her degree in finance. So whatever okay. business school there. Yeah, it's their business school is insane. Um, but I worked for the um, computer and electrical engineering department. And that actually... About was, that. Oh, my God. That was my <laughs> first design job. That was my first little foot in the door. Um, it wasn't perfect. And it kicked my ass. It, I think that's what really made me glow up a little bit. Had that, you know, I, it threw me through a loop. Um it was not a healthy environment, mm-hmm. and but it definitely made me grow a oh, shit ton. Now that I know I can swear, I'm just Hell gonna, yeah. <laughs> like, let it all out. <laughs> no bleep, no bleep, we're, no bleep uh, button on this on this show. Uh, actually, so I wasn't allowed to swear at all when growing up, and then college. Um, remember <laughs> Alfred? Of course, right. So, you know, we're all friends then. And I had to do, remember our freshman seminar things that we had to oh, do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I took like an acting, cl- one of them was the acting. Mm-hmm. So that was the one I took. And I did this monologue that was like an aggressive, like best friend. And at the end, she says, fuck you. Uh, my friend's the best or whatever. And like walks away. And so me being growing up without like saying any of that stuff, I was like, fuck you. Like, "Ah, okay. (laughs) And so there's like a video they took of me teaching me literally how to say fuck in the most aggressive (laughs) way Oh, shoot. Look at that. Like you really uh, evolved in your swearing, huh? Yes. Yes. I am eloquently uh, using the vocab. Yes. That's that's awesome though. That's 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 hilarious. Yeah, some um I know what you mean in that stuff. So like 
Yeah, it must feel good to be out and independent. And that's some of the few adulting things like that's really uh, been uh, not only the personal growth, but now you can swear some more too. And uh, mm-hmm. all that. <laughs> <It's> so sad. <laughs> hey, it was never too late. So now, uh, you know, use it when you use it in the right sense. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but now and then I left after a year. Um, and then I had another college friend, you remember Ford Draper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Ford actually reached very out good to guy. me. Yeah. Um, so Ford actually reached out to me. Um, he said his company was looking for a graphic designer and super fast. And I had just left my job probably a month ago and within like two weeks I got the job and I've almost been there for a year now. So the power of networking. It is a real thing out here and being mm-hmm. kind to everybody because you never know who can help you out. That's yes. <laughs> that's an awesome story, Julie. That's that I'm really happy and proud of you. And it's so great what you're what you're doing and, and your work has a great message to it as well. So Thanks. a lot of props. Much cheers to that, seriously. And um yeah, I've just been trying to, to do my thing with adulting too, you know was working pretty solid in the production industry in in New York city for a good four years until like, like pretty much the way it usually goes, you know, I go on various projects, then I'll be like, then I might be unemployed for a month or two, then got hop back on another project. And so, and so that was the case as per usual. And then I was getting ready to, um, I got enough credits and uh, work and experience to get promoted to the next level. And then, uh, then a pandemic hits and, uh, we've been slowly trying right. to, um, you know, now with the vaccine here and stuff, hopefully now this, the spread extremely lessens in the spring and hopefully we can, we're starting to see more productions back and stuff and I'm ready to go back to work. But, um, I know I would have this gap in my resume and even though it was clear that it was as a result of the pandemic and I interviewed for two jobs the very week the pandemic hit. And uh, and had its peak, and well, I just did this podcast because I would continue to do all my production stuff, and also I just love podcasts in general. So this was the other genuine good thing, silver lining to come out of twenty twenty, and it's been great adjusting mm. to that. And you know, sometimes people talk about like the downside of not being working and adulting, and when you don't have work, it could be real nerve wracking. And this really gave me some new purpose as, you know, the stuff I mentioned before, uh, you know, when we were talking earlier and, and then some, it's been really great to keep moving. And I just know that I'll be once this, once, uh, as this year now goes on, since we're now officially in 2021, as this uh, is posted, I know that um, I'll overcome that obstacle and be working again. So it's been some time, you know, yeah, I'm glad to hear it. Um, Thank you. Where were you working at? What's the company? So the last one I did was called the Casting Depot, and we were a production company, mainly unscripted. Okay. I've heard of them, actually. Did you really? It's great to hear. So I, I think I have, honestly. Yeah, we're you know it's very very new, and uh, it's only a few years old. But you know we started developing shows and. Uh, the downside when they don't get picked up, but they slowly pick it up again. You know, I uh, had to just switch to the next project until they needed my availability again, if that makes sense. Mm. And so, yeah, no, that makes sense. So, I mean, I love those two, those two 
those two who gave me a shot of more experience and uh, hopefully they need me again in the near future. But yeah, like probably one of the biggest shows I worked on. I don't know if you heard it's on, it's a YouTube series and probably on Snapchat. It's called Bestie Picks Bay for 17 magazine. And it's pretty much it. Oh, I used to love that magazine as a kid. (laughs) Oh yeah. So now obviously they're adjusting into the digital world and helping launch these these, um, little projects this series. So it was just pretty much a game show dating game it's like the dating game and your best friends best friends just interview a panel of people and they pick who you want to go on a date with and i helped recruit that and and um some other shows that uh sadly didn't get picked up but maybe another day they will so uh it was a good time and then you know just there was one particular project that didn't get picked up that we were hoping for that i would have uh worked on as an as an associate producer but the show didn't get picked up And, Mm. and uh so i just just was uh had to move on to the next project for that, but um, I'll stay in touch. And I had a, a plenty of interviews in that time, and they were my reference. And uh, well, it obviously the pandemic hit, so I'll never know if I got beat out or, or you know, with this cause. But I just there was a little bit of a time that was discouraging. But I just like I it was one. I, I applied to the job I clearly qualified for one of my old internships, and I still got. I didn't even get an interview. I said, literally said, fuck this. I'll make my own quality content because I clearly hit every single aspect. Plus being a former, not only a former intern, but I was also a um, production assistant there and they just didn't take me for whatever reason. And, and it's just like, whether it was from just the so much HR stuff and they didn't see or whatever, I, I don't know. That's just what the, the, this game of figuring out how to get a job in, in this uh-huh. in this thing. So I just honestly said, you know what, fuck this. I'll make my own content and get noticed that way for work. And that's as a result of why we're, we're talking here today. So, Wow. Wow. That's awesome, though. I mean, like, I'm sad that, like, you know, those things happen. But I'm kind of glad that you started this. I think it's really cool. And, you know, I've been watching your content, too, that you post on Instagram and seeing, like, how well you're doing. And I always loved your little reviews. It oh, seems yes. so professional. Like, the only other <laughs> review reviewer I know of is that guy from Barstool. So I'm like, if there's no yeah. one else you to me like you're like the other person <laughs> well that means a lot julie thank you for that. that that's really dear and um yeah it's just i appreciate those kind of words a lot and i just i mean not only the professional aspects and and it's really done great personally and just being able to catch up like what we're doing here and, and reconnecting yeah. and stuff and with all other guests so it's really been a blessing both in all ways so um i appreciate that and yeah my mb reviews have they've been a lot of fun they i um as you said dave portnoy from barstool did the pizza reviews and the reason why mb reviews became a thing is uh i took a little break um so i've worked in new york city on and off for five years including my Mm -hmm. internships then i just took a little break and it was it was uh i was in 2018 i worked for for a couple networks and then i it was just like what i was planning for the first time i was just i wasn't working for like three months and you know finally working got back in or no it was more like six months so yeah Mm -hmm. it was six months and and you know it was funny this is this is kind of ironic so i used to be a serious xm intern right Mm -hmm. so that's where i learned how to do the software to do this so i interviewed there again to be a board op and 
I got it from my old mentor from there. I inter- he got me the person interview with the guy and they were going to accept me. They said, you're hired. And then I had a really bad HR mess that I could, that where pretty much, so I was temping a lot, right? Mm-hmm. I'm temping. So I put that on my resume that I was temping for this certain real estate company. Now on the application when in the background check, Mm-hmm. So I'm not working f- for this real estate company. We'll call it real estate company A. I'm not, I don't work for them. I worked for the temp agency. Mm-hmm. So after I'm hired, I'm, I was given a legitimate offer pending the background check. So they say I failed the background check, which makes me look awful. Right. Which I, that was after a year, pretty much close to six months. It was, it was eight months in between a real job that wasn't tempting. So obviously extreme emotions, me against Sirius XM's HR, like you can't say I failed a background check. That you, That's all the assumptions. And I look so horrible to my old mentor who I sadly still haven't talked to this day. I've tried to reach out to explain and hopefully I can explain from this show. I mean, the podcast isn't possible because of this guy who taught me all the stuff I needed to make this podcast. Mm. So the, the, I fail the background check. I have to figure it out. So it took two months to clear what happened. And what happened was the background check was, it said the background check was processed that I was working for the real estate company, but I wasn't, I was working for the temp agency. So it made it look like that I was essentially lying and said I worked there. Cause when, and I worked there on the weekends and they said, we never heard of Matt Brown. Well, you didn't hear from me on your records because i worked for a temp agency. And I was working on weekends specifically at this temp agency. So it's not like, you know, when you call on Monday and you work on, you work with the person who's in the office on Monday, they won't know who I am because I work on the weekends. Right. Jesus. So I obviously was, that, that was really bad time and it really, really hurt. And that, and I just, I just had to keep fighting. I knew I can't let, let these sad demons and really anxious and like, lose trust because how could I trust any, any temp agency, any job if they mess something up so catastrophically like that. And well, I just really reapplied again. And I, and I love New York city dear to my heart. And I still hope to work there. Even, even I've been commuting for five years, I still want to move there and everything. And it mm-hmm. is very dear to me to be in New York city for good. So so when I did wind up after that catastrophe, it did only take a month to get a job again, which I still okay. appreciate from nice shoes after that horrible thing that happened. Jesus. And to this day, I still want to figure it out. And even though how upset I am at Sirius XM HR specifically from with that miscommunication. And like, I, 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 I had such an honest convo with this person. Like, Listen, I'm fine because, you know, I was just starting out, but couldn't imagine if I had a kid and you, you took that job away from me because of a message mess up right. like that. And, you know, she just did this HR bullshit, to be honest with you and, and saying stuff. And I'm sure like, you're not in my situation like this, that she, I'm freaking the fuck out because. Oh, of course. You're, if I fail a background check, you're, you, you could, you could, anything could, you could be assuming I'm a criminal or something and stuff. You right. Know? 
And, right. and most importantly, I look like a liar and I wasn't. So it, it really took some time with that. And when I finally got back into New York, the reason why the reviews became so important and dear is because I love the city that much that I have to review the local places that much. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously evolved into other places. I've done MB reviews in LA and, and Cape Cod, but it was because of how much I love the city and how much I want to know how important these local businesses especially are. I mean, with the exception, I've done like the McRib and the Popeye's chicken sandwich because they were just big. <laughs> I saw that recent one. <laughs> but it's the, to show off the local businesses of New York City that made me yeah. love the city so much and continue to. So that's why MB Reviews became a thing. It's not only because of the fun to try new things, but it's just to show the NYC culture that's very near and dear to me, you know? I love that. So, and uh, I'm, as you see, still keeping them up. Uh, I appreciate yeah. people who were at, we're at about, yeah, this is, it'll be two years in January when it's two years of MB review. So it's That's just, crazy. it's just emphasizing how cool the local people are or the rare times when a, a big pheno- fast food phenomenon happens. So yeah, at the end of actually. the day, MB reviews is a, is a thanks just as my way to just show how, cool nyc is and having fun with it at the same time i love that thank you i appreciate it and i thank you for uh um for tuning in and we have plenty of more and julie i'd love to do one with you one time if, uh we you got to show me a cool spot in boston and we could do it at be reviewed together and um Ooh. i'll be honest with it too because that's the one thing i know one one place in new york city i am definitely not welcomed after giving them a bad review if they figure <laughs> out who i am so i will be honest i can't i can't um so hopefully if, if you're down to do this, we have to go to, you oh, have to trust 100%. that it's a good, so we have to go to a place that's good. Cause I have to be honest, you know? Okay. Yeah. No, we'll, I'll take you somewhere good. Awesome. Awesome. And as yeah. you saw, I was uh, honest about the McRib. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a big, I don't really eat McDonald's and stuff. Mm-hmm. So the McRib is not something that's exciting to me. So it, you weren't impressed if I can remember and, I don't know. I'd rather have the real thing too. I'd rather make my yeah. own McRib. No, seriously. I, and I encourage it to you to do it like that because of, um, well, because that's just, because it's horrible. So I encourage you <laughs> to stay away. And like the thing, it was this, this, this place in New York that I, 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 I called him out for being overly expensive and it was very small and it wasn't good. It was this place called Schnippers and they re- and I tag everyone that I do this review because I want to be authentic with it. And they respond back to me a 100 emoji. That's all with that. So hopefully they uh, don't remember me. Yeah. So like, if you I wonder if, if they have your face like plastered on the back, do not <laughs> let this man in. He's <laughs> still there. Uh, Schnippers on, on 23rd street and, and, and uh, park Avenue. That's where it was. 23rd and park. Mm. burger the size of your hand that's 15 bucks could be my guess that's their place to go i just don't want it yeah no thank you <laughs> oh man but we've been killing it for an hour and a half julie i hope you've had as much fun as i have I've been enjoying catching up and learning yeah. new things and stuff so before we say goodbye just two things um one is there anything that you want to promote or say before um we do this one last part 
Yeah. Um, so definitely want to promote, uh, my company mentor works. Um, so we help a lot of students, people, actually everyone who is just out of college trying to, you know, figure out their life in this crazy world right now. Um, you know, with the whole finding a job, um, sometimes you can't finance yourself because of what's going on. And these are different than alone. It's completely different. Um, I, you can learn more, um, at mentorworks.com. So. All right. Thank you. Thank you to our friends and your team and community for what you do with mentor work. So, um, Thank you. Thank you to the great men, women, and people who are doing that. So uh, with that, Julie, as I end every podcast with the Proust questionnaire, which is a nice, somewhat rapid fire, but also a um, nice deep question. So do you want to uh, do that? Sure. Let's bring it. <laughs> All right. So here are there are 10 questions for the Proust questionnaire. Julie, first things first, what is your favorite word? Um, shit. <laughs> is that really your favorite word? All right. <laughs> <laughs> I use it all the time. <laughs> I was not expecting that, but I love it. I love it. So, uh, what's your least favorite word? Um, my a least favorite word, word <laughs> is, um, yeah, it's actually a non-cursed word. Um, it sounds so weird. I hate the word horny. I hate it. Horny. <laughs> I hate it. it. Does, I don't it know does why. does sound it's- you know, people hate the word moist. To me, that does not bother me. At horny. I don't know why it like makes me cringe. Yeah, you know, that that is some unique, you know, when they were developing the vocabulary and dictionary, they pick, you know, why not horny associate this and that, you know? I just, I just, yeah, makes me cringe. Horny. Well, <laughs> least I probably didn't expect that to come out of I will honestly here. say the I love your two answers for those two questions. I did not see those coming. But uh that is definitely up there for the fav- for the favorites that I've done this. So <laughs> shouts to you for that. So this question so number three I'll oh, sorry, were you about to say something? No. Oh, okay, my bad, my bad. So the third question it's the, let me I'll say this. It's not related to being horny. If you, if you want to hear the question, it's more about life when I ask you this, but yes. what turns you on? Um, being in the city at night, the dusk. Oh yeah. That gives me so much energy. Like Boston and New York, when I think when I was just like trying to figure out where to go, even now it just gives me a lot of just life. Oh, absolutely. That nice dust field with the people, whether the, you're leaving work or the commuters or you're going out to, with some plans you made with someone or some people mm-hmm. at that time. Tell me about it. I love that vibe too. And yeah, and I can't wait to do MB reviews again because um, that was one of the things, because I didn't know, you know, obviously I was in New York for again that next year until this happened. And then I'll obviously be back the, the moment I can be, but mm-hmm. again, with MB reviews just made that so I can, cause just appreciate New York and you never know when it's going to change and definitely going to appreciate it more after, th- after this time. So I mm. definitely hear you on the dusk in the cities. Yeah. Ugh. So next question, what turns you off? Um, I hate, I hate smokers. Not like weed, but kind of a little mm-hmm. bit. 
Um, I am not a cigarette smoker. There is just stuff. I hate the smell, detest it with a burning passion. That and pickles. I hate pickles. <laughs> <laughs> I like your two's perspective. So we don't like cigarette smokers mostly. And, um, and I don't uh, like pickles. Pickles. I do not like pickles either. I'm that type of person. If I go to a burger, I ask for the pickles off. I get really mad. I bite it and get that pickly. I get pissed because it just infects everything. <laughs> uh, I don't like it when people put it on chicken and stuff like that. Uh, geez, geez. It's, 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 it's built differently. It's built differently. Oh. That's not for me. Yeah. So my next question for you is, can you tell me what sound or noise do you love? These are such interesting questions. Right. But, um, what sound do I love? I can't think of one. I just, that's actually a very good, like, question. Besides, like, music, I... I don't know. I think I that love. That still counts. Oh, I know what I love. I love hearing my dog's little tags when they are running. Because when I come home after like a long day, wow, that just sounds like America's sweetheart. But like, oh, <laughs> uh, that's extraordinary. What are the names of your dogs? Um, Misty and Puzzle. And what breeds are they? Not those are cool names. What breeds? Thanks. Um, Puzzle's a Golden Terrier and Misty's a Border Collie um, lab mix. And she is psycho. <laughs> How about that? We need some. Uh, I'm sure she gives you plenty of uh, energy one way or the other. She's the one I used to run with when I was running during COVID. So <laughs> <laughs> That was sweet. What sound or noise do you hate? Um, oh, fire alarms. Because <laughs> my apartment last year would go off in the middle of the night for no reason all oh, the time that is and being a fair. short person it sucked trying to like hit that <laughs> thing <laughs> remember all the times you heart would do those there's just something about the you heart oh my god i remember one time we had um a drill and one girl was in the shower so she oh, got no. out and she it was cold i think there was no. snow Oh. He was wearing a towel. Oh my god! I gave her my pants, and I like felt so bad. And I think someone else gave her like a jacket or something. Now that is a college story for her. Huh? Yeah. Boy, well, hopefully she didn't get sick. But yeah, I hope so. <laughs> what a what what an experience to that. But I guess this question is kind of funny with the how this convo has been uh, going. But what is your favorite curse word, Julie? Shit. <laughs> or, shit or fuck. <laughs> shit or fuck. All right. Number eight. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Uh, dance. I want to be a dancer. All right. Again, as we said, not too late. We're in your corner, Julie. We can't wait to see what you provide with that. Thanks. What profession would you not like to do? Ooh. Um, anything that has to do with accounting. Ever, ever in my entire life, anything that has to do with an Excel spreadsheet, someone just knock me out. I would never, ever want to do that. <laughs> I definitely hear that. And uh, my last question, Julie, is if heaven exists, 
what would you like to hear God say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? Hmm. I think I'd like to hear him say that what I did on earth was good. Like what I did, I impacted people and that I actually, you know, was a good person. And I think that's all that matters sometimes. That's so wonderful. And I know you're going to do it, Julie. I really do. But seriously, this was a pleasure. It was so awesome catching up. Thank you so much for coming on. I hope you, again, I hope you had a great time. And again, if you want to check out the great stuff Julie and her company is doing, go to mentorworks.com and see how they're helping make a difference in their community. Is there anything else you want to say, Julie, before we sign off? Just want to say thank you so much for having me. This was a pleasure and thanks for reaching out. This is awesome. Again, it was my pleasure. So thank you so much for doing this. You're the best, Julie. And hopefully in a non-COVID world, you will show me a great place to do an MB review. And um, hopefully we can all catch up again in person. Let's do it. All right. I'm looking forward to it. But with that, that is the great Julie Weiss. Thank you so much. (laughs) And I'll see you really, really soon. How about that, folks? Julie Weiss with one of the most wholesome conversations I've ever had, not only in my podcasting career, but in my life. Thank you, Julie, for being brave, being authentic, and being a very sweet person to speak to. And with that, I will see you guys next week with three episodes instead of two with a show on Monday the 11th with August Fritz. Thursday the 15th with Karishma Pinto and in between on that Tuesday the 12th not only it's my brother's 18th birthday my youngest brother turns 18 on the 12th of January happy birthday Tommy happy early birthday I should say I love you it's also Howard Stern's birthday but on Tuesday the 12th I will be discussing the New York football Giants season A nice recap and retrospective of what happened with the New York football giants this past year. Talk about the ups and downs and what we hope the future brings for the New York football giants. Hopefully, hopefully we have something to celebrate a year from now. Hopefully we're in the playoffs a year from now. But yeah, we'll talk about the giant season with some special guests and we'll go from there. So yeah, three big shows next week. I appreciate you all. I want to thank Julie Weiss for coming on the show. Once again, you were incredible. Thank you so much for taking the time. And stay safe out there. Continue to socially distance. Let's keep those vaccine numbers up. Let's uh, make sure the right people get the vaccines. And uh, hopefully we all will get vaccinated soon. And we can end this pandemic once and for all. Until then, be safe. Do the right thing. And just know that someone appreciates you and I appreciate my listeners so much. All right, guys, I'll be back on Monday. Be well, and I will see you really, really soon. Peace.